What's up, Bandive crew? James here. And before we jump into this episode, I wanted to ask you a question. Have you ever wished there was a way to connect with me as well as other listeners in real time? I have the solution. I finally got around to making a Bandive Discord server, which is people have been asking me for years and I just wasn't listening. I wish I had done this sooner because I couldn't be happier with the results. It's been fantastic. And we would love to see you join us. We have discussions about the music business, gear, the podcast, and a general channel as well. You can join the discussion now by visiting bandhive.rocks slash discord. Again, that is bandhive.rocks slash discord. Welcome to episode 185 of the Bandhive Podcast. You're listening to the Bandhive Podcast, the number one online resource for DIY bands to learn about the music business and touring. If you want to turn your band into a lean, mean touring machine, you're in the right place. Now, let's get this show on the road. It is time for another episode of the Bandhive Podcast. My name is James Cross, and I help independent artists tour smart. This week on the show, we're going to talk about something that I think is really important, but underutilized by a lot of independent artists. And it's something that I'm probably going to get flack for saying. It's nothing bad, but it's just something that a lot of people who have that DIY ethos probably don't agree with. And I think that's a shame because there's nothing wrong with doing this if you do it ethically. And it all comes down to making money. There's so many different ways you can make money as an artist. Obviously, you can sell merch, you can sell music, you can play shows. Those are the things that most people would probably think of. Then there's things like licensing. That can be a huge income stream if you do it right. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. Today, we are going to talk about VIP packages and meet and greets for independent touring artists. Now, before you hear me saying, we can only sell 20 tickets, who would buy a VIP package from us? Think about this. If you sell 20 tickets, how much merch are you selling? You probably have one or two people who are there and they really like your music and they buy merch, right? So when you sell merch at the merch table, cool. People buy something, they walk away. That's it. Maybe you chat for a minute or two, maybe you don't. It depends. But it's really important to curate a positive fan experience. This is what makes fans who are into your music now turn into long-term super fans who are going to be following you for years to come. So it's really important that they have a positive experience with you. And of course, you should go out and make sure that every single interaction at that merch table is as positive and wonderful as possible. But if you go the extra mile and make specific fans feel special, that is going to elevate you to a next level in their eyes. Now, we've shared stories of bands who cultivate those personal experiences quite well in the past. I Fight Dragons is one, New Politics is another. Those bands both got started out by utilizing the internet, social media and email lists and message boards and that kind of stuff to really grow their audience and build a community around their music. And that was one thing that was so important to these bands getting their early success. But you can take it to the next level and do this in person as well. So having that connection between you, the band, and your fans, that's really what makes long-term fans. Because if they feel connected to you through your music, then they are connected to you. Maybe you're not really connected to them. It's nice if you are, but you might not even know who they are. But they feel connected to you and they will want to support you because of that. So in a typical VIP package or meet and greet bundle or anything like that, it really depends on what level you're at. I've done VIP for bigger acts. I've done VIP for smaller acts. And when I say smaller, I mean like club size acts. 
This isn't something that I've seen DIY artists do yet, but I want you to try it. The biggest shows I've done were Staples Center, like 20,000 tickets or whatever, something like that. It was huge. Three nights in a row, all sold out. And that artist had multiple different packages. Some included meet and greets, some didn't. They all included a drawstring bag. Some included blankets and posters, others didn't. The drawstring bag was filled with bunches of goodies like postcards and a notebook and a hat and I don't remember what else. But each of these packages was insanely expensive. Now they did come up with a ticket, a good ticket, but the cheapest ones started at like $300 or $350 and the most expensive topped out at about $4,000. And that was an individual meet and greet with the headliner of that show, which is incredible because most people were lumped into groups of four. And if you weren't there with three other friends, they would combine you with somebody else. It was groups of four and only groups of four. And that was like a mid-range, I think like $1,500 VIP package per person, which is still incredible. And in my opinion, you know, yes, supply and demand, but that is very expensive. And that artist actually stopped doing meet and greets at that string of shows. The third show, there was no meet and greet and it kind of made some waves in the industry. Another show I did, it was also an amphitheater show. So big country star and there's no meet and greet. There's a VIP lounge where you got two drinks for free. And then after that, you'd have to pay. And you got a fanny pack with like a little tumbler inside. And that was it. So really, it was just a special lounge that you can hang out in. And that tent, honestly, was just a tent. It was a tent with some sidewalls and some decorations and you could get your photos taken and that kind of stuff. And typically, there would have been little games that you could play too, except it was raining at that date. So you couldn't even play the games because those would have been outside the tent, blah, blah, blah. It was still a great show to work. I had fun. But honestly, I would not have paid for that experience. And you you got some other stuff, like you got into the show early and you got to see the merch booth early. Like, great, you can buy stuff before it's sold out and you already paid so much more for this. Now, I'm not saying the artist should not have done that. I get the idea. I like the idea. I'm not saying don't do this. But as an independent artist, you can offer more interaction. There was a comedian I did VIP for last year and she was playing a smaller venue like I think 900 or 1200 capacity. So still a good size venue, but her VIP was very simple. A laminate, a poster, which I believe was signed, and a meet and greet where you got your picture taken. And there were still pandemic precautions. There was a line on the stage and you had to stay that far away and that kind of stuff. But when she was taking photos, she took the time to chat with each person. There were some people who were there for three to five minutes chatting with her, especially towards the end of the line where there weren't as many people waiting. She could see that, oh, hey, we're almost done. She was becoming very talkative with the fans, really having a good time, laughing, sharing stories. And it was really cool to see this because all of the other VIP events I've worked with were just, hi, photo, bye. There's nothing of substance there. And again, that's the difference between large shows and smaller shows. Now, here's something that I think you can consider as an independent artist. Instead of offering a traditional meet and greet or a traditional VIP package in the sense that we've been talking about here so far, what about saying, hey, we have a VIP package. You get to join us for dinner. It comes with this free merch bundle and we'll cover your meal as part of the cost of this. So you limit it to like two, maybe three people. And you say, we'll pick a restaurant to eat. It's going to be near the venue. You're going to join us there and we'll have a good meal and we'll chat. We'll have 45 minutes to an hour to sit down and talk and you can ask questions about the band. We can really get to know you. And you know what? Maybe you're going to break even on this. Maybe it covers the cost of your meals, which is always a good thing, but you're going to make a lasting connection with this fan. So let's say you charge $100 
which sounds like a lot, but it's not. You charge $100. That covers the meals for your one guest and one of the people in your band and then the merch package. So maybe you bring in three people and you have $300. You've covered your costs for three band members and three merch packages. You might actually even be losing money by having all of your band members eating at the same place. But guess what? Those fans are going to be so stoked about the conversation they had with you as long as everything goes well that they might just go up to your merch table at the show and buy more merch. And even if they don't buy more merch, you know what? They're going to tell all their friends about how they got to hang out with one of their favorite bands. And before I hear you saying, nobody says that my band is their favorite band, you don't know that. Because every single week, somebody reaches out to me and says, hey, I love your podcast. Thank you so much. I've been listening for so long, blah, blah, blah. And it's somebody that maybe I've never even seen them comment on anything before. But they're reaching out saying they've been listening to my show for like a year or two, and they love what I do. So first of all, if that's you, thank you. Thank you so much for being a longtime listener. Feel free to reach out anytime, please. Like, I'm happy to chat about the music business at any time. Just shoot me an email, james at bandhive.rocks or madrockxvx on Instagram. Shoot me a DM or join our Facebook group, which you can find by going to bandhive.rocks slash group or searching for Bandhive on Facebook. But all of those, like, there are people out there who you might not even know, but they know you very well and you are their favorite band. And it doesn't hurt to try. The worst thing that can happen is you put this up and no one buys it. Who cares? You can mark it as sold out and say it's sold out and people will think that it's been purchased. Who cares? If you're worried about optics, you can mark it as sold out and people will say, okay, cool, it's sold out. Good for them. No one really cares though. The only person who should care about this is you. And as long as you're not making it some slimy, scummy offer, it's going to be a good deal for both you and your fans who book it. Because you're providing these lasting memories. You're providing them with an exclusive merch bundle for people who purchased VIP on this tour. Or even if you're doing a one-off show, you can offer this. Now, before you jump in and start doing this, I do want to talk about some of the challenges and best practices for any VIP program. The first thing is coordination. You need to coordinate with anyone who's participating. Maybe if you're doing it at the venue instead of a restaurant, you have to coordinate with the venue to make sure that they know, hey, there's going to be a few people coming in before the show to meet us and hang out with us. It all comes down to communicating clearly and effectively with every single party involved. So if you're going to go to a restaurant, maybe it's a Friday night, you know, find out if they take reservations because maybe for seven people, let's say it's a four-piece band plus three guests, you might need reservations for a seven-person table. The next thing is scheduling. A lot of times bands don't know their schedule until a week or two before, but you can't go out there and schedule things on that specific day until you know about load-in times, set times, all that. So you need to be able to quickly schedule with your fans the times that you're going to have those meals or those experiences. Because guess what? If you have a 4 p.m. load-in and a 7 p.m. set, that doesn't leave you that much time. You have maybe an hour to go to the restaurant, meet with your fan, hang out, and then go back to the show. It's very important to make sure that you can actually fit this in. Maybe you have to say, hey, we're going to do this after our set. But having that scheduling in place, making sure you're able to do it quickly, and then communicating it to your fans who've purchased this experience is so important. The next thing is ensuring a valuable experience. Because if somebody pays $100 and they don't feel valued, that's going to leave a bad taste in their mouth. So you want to make sure that when you're interacting with them, you're not just off on your phone doing random things. Even if it's business, you focus that time you're spending with your fans on those people. There is no excuse for somebody paying you $100 and then you just ignore them. So be sure to have an active, engaged conversation. 
Maybe one of your bandmates is shy. That's fine. But be sure that your other bandmates make up for it. Maybe you can help kind of prod that shy bandmate into conversation by saying like, hey, yeah, you know, this funny story about John, like, John, go ahead and tell it. And then John has a prompt and can tell that story. It all depends on the dynamics of your band and how the conversation is going. If your fan is just talking and talking and talking, that's fine. Be an active listener. Try to remember some of these things that they're saying. So that way, when you see them again, you can remember, oh yeah, that story that you told when we were hanging out at dinner. I remember that. That was so cool. And they're going to feel so special because you remembered them. And then last but not least, communication with fans. It's quite likely that some people might see this and say, you're not famous. Why are you doing this? And it's quite simple. Well, because we're an independent band and we believe that we get to meet every single one of our fans. We want to do that. But if you want to sit down and have a meal with us, you are welcome to do that. And that's why we have this. Plus you get this huge merch bundle that comes with it. So it's not really a moneymaker for us. We're breaking even at best. And we are still absolutely welcoming any single person who wants to meet us to come to the merch table and we'll have a conversation with you. We're not saying that we're not going to talk to people outside of this. Anybody can come talk to us. But if you want to get to the next level and have this shared experience over a meal, please feel free to sign up. We know it's not for everyone, but we're giving it a shot because we want to be able to go out there and make the best connection possible with our fans. And the only time we can really do that is over a meal. So why don't you join us for a meal? We'll give you this merch pack. We'll cover your meal. It's all included in this whatever price you set. Please feel free to do that. And if it's not for you, that's fine. We get it. Just stop on by the merch booth and we'll talk to you there and we'll have a good time anyway. That's not to say that any single VIP package you do as an independent artist has to be over a meal. That's just an idea I'm throwing out there. However, I would not recommend doing a we only meet people who pay us type deal if you're not selling that many tickets. That's just not a great look. The bigger levels I get it. if you're playing to a thousand people, yeah, meeting even 50 can be exhausting. So it makes sense. But if you're playing to 50 to 100 people and you have maybe 10 or 20 fans in the room, you don't need that. You can meet every single person in that room and you can spend a minute or two with them. It's not going to take you that long. But if you want to go the extra mile and make something unique, by all means, go for it. Maybe you can do laser tag with them. That would actually be really fun. <laughs> fans versus band laser tag match. Like that's just cool. People are going to love that. They're going to enjoy it. You can do activities with your fans and bundle it into these VIP experiences. And it's not going to seem scummy or scammy because they are getting an actual service that you have to pay for as well as spending time with you. So take a look at it because I think this might be something to consider. Now, if you want to truly master this, you have to think about the benefits for both your fans and for you. So obviously for fans, the benefit is the merch bundle and insider access. They get to have that direct access to you and your bandmates. But for you, it's you get to know your fans. You get to know what makes them tick. You get to know what they feel, why they like your music. This is as much an opportunity for you to learn about your fans as it is for your fans to learn about you. Now, of course, there is a financial incentive here. Like I said, if you can break even and get some meals paid for, that's absolutely fantastic. I'm all for that. But that's not the primary driver at this level. At this level, you're just trying to make sure that you have time to go sit down with those fans and you have that time set aside for them. They are getting value and you are getting value. Now, what's to stop you from just having a meal with fans? Nothing. But why not see if maybe a fan will pay for that? And again, it's not just the meal. They're getting a bundle. So that's their selling point is you get to hang out with us for a whole meal. It's not just a few minutes. It's not just a photo. It's a whole meal. And you get this bundle too. Now, all of this has to be planned out in advance. You have to announce this well before your tour happens. 
you really ideally want to be able to announce it right when the tour goes on sale. But no matter what, plan it out in advance and try to follow the same rhythm, the same schedule for every show. That's not going to be possible, but stick to the same rhythm as closely as you can so you don't have any unexpected surprises when it comes to running these meet and greets or VIP events. You can do so many creative things. I've just shared two examples. You have laser tag, you have the dinner, you could do go-karting, whatever it is. Find something fun and unique that will let you bond with your fan base and they will remember that for years to come. You can even take props, use unique items, whatever it is. Do something that is on brand for you to make it more valuable for your fans. Now, when it comes to pricing and promotion, it's a tough call. Like I said, I think $100 is fair for a merch pack and an included dinner because really that's a break-even point depending on how much merch you give them. And you're probably gonna have dinner at a slightly nicer restaurant with your fans than you would if you're just out with your band. You might get fast food or Subway or something like that. Subway is fast food, but you get what I'm saying. But if you're sitting down for a nice meal with fans, maybe you'll go to that you know local family-owned restaurant, something like that. You do something a little more personable where you can have more of a conversation not feel like, oh yeah, we're just having cheap food. We're at McDonald's or Burger King or whatever. Then as far as marketing, the more exclusive you make it, the easier it is to sell. Because if you say, hey, this is only limited to like two people or three people or five people, tops, it seems more exclusive. And people get the idea that, hey, we're really getting value out of this because only a few people can do this. Whereas if you don't put a limit on it, then people just think, oh yeah, we're going to have dinner and there's going to be 30 people and you know, no one's going to really know what's going on. That's no fun. Don't do that. Talk to people. Show them what this is. Don't be afraid to message people directly. If they've been interacting and they seem really excited about a show, message them. See what they say. Hey, you know, we have this offer. We would love to see if you're interested. You get this merch bundle and you get to go to dinner with us. It's totally paid for. So this is what you pay. There's no additional cost. We cover your meal. We cover the merch bundle. We cover the tip. All of that is included. Would you be interested? Maybe they'll say, nah, I'm not really interested. Maybe they'll say, yeah, I would love to do that. Worst case scenario, they say no and they show up to your show and say, cool, great show. Thanks again for the invite. I just didn't have the money. Then you can say no worries at all. Happy to chat with you for a few minutes here just to hang out and get to know you. Thank you for coming to our show, by the way. There's so many things you can do to keep people happy even outside of any exclusive events like this. Then last but not least, remind people that you're offering these experiences. You might not sell any right away, but by continuously reminding people that you do have these experiences available, that's how you're going to end up selling. You can't just put something out there once and expect it to sell. You have to remind people. It's called promotion. You have to promote. Just like you promote your shows or you should be promoting your shows, you have to do the same thing for any products you have. That does it for this episode of the Bandhive Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I really appreciate it. I hope that this episode has given you some ideas into how you can use VIP packages as an independent artist, even if you're only selling a few tickets per show. So do me a favor, head on over to the Bandhive community. You can find it by going to bandhive.rocks group or searching for Bandhive on Facebook. And there'll be a thread for this episode to discuss your thoughts on VIP packages as an independent artist. So please hop on over there and share your thoughts. I want to hear what you're thinking. Have you tried this? If not, are you going to? What were your takeaways from this episode? And what do you think would work really well for your band? Give us a shout because I'm really curious to know. We'll be back next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Eastern time right here in your favorite podcast app. Until then, I hope you have a great week. Stay safe. And of course, as always, keep rocking. Hey, you. Yeah, you with the headphones or the speakers. You've made it to the end of the episode. 
Thank you so much for listening. While I still have you here, if you're not already in the Bandhive Facebook community, it would be great to see you there. We have over 600 like-minded musicians who are asking questions, sharing their experiences and advice, and much more. So if you want to improve your band's business, look no further than the Bandhive Facebook community. You can find it by searching for Bandhive on Facebook, that's B-A-N-D-H-I-V-E, or going to bandhive.rocks slash group. Again, that's bandhive.rocks slash group, and that will automatically redirect you to our Facebook community. I look forward to seeing you there soon.